I'm Philippa Bullett, and this is the Primal Alternative Podcast. You're listening to the Primal Alternative Podcast. Inspiration for your evolution. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Primal Alternative Podcast. If you're someone who's passionate about physical health and personal growth, then you're in for a treat today. Have you ever pondered the intricate connections between your past traumas and your present well-being? Could reflecting on and addressing these experiences be the key to unlocking your health's journey for, for its full potential? It's a perspective that's often overlooked, and I know that I have never truly considered it, and I'm all about personal development and health, yet the idea that my recurring health issues might be tied to deep-seated beliefs never crossed my mind. But today, we have a guest who's about to shed light on this very concept, and I'm beyond thrilled to introduce my friend, Philly, from Ending Body Burnout to the Primal Alternative podcast. In my opinion, what she's about to share with you could be groundbreaking, especially for those of you who've been tirelessly pursuing ways to address your health challenges. What if it's not just about what we eat? What if our environment and the stories we tell ourselves play an equally vital role? How can we uncover and address these underlying factors to achieve true optimal health? On today's episode with Philly, we're diving deep into these intriguing questions. But before we start the episode, let me give you a sneak peek of what's in store. We're going to start by delving into Philly's personal journey into the health industry and functional medicine, and she'll share what drove her to specialize in ending body burnout. Philly has authored a fascinating book that's at the heart of our chat today. We'll get an overview of the book, learn what inspired her to write it, and discover who can benefit from it the most. And now here's the twist. Philly's book stands out in a sea of works on burnout and functional medicine. And we're going to explore why her approach is unique and how it can truly make a difference. Her book's divided into four parts, body systems, heal thy mind, heal thy body, and heal thy environment. And Philly's going to reveal why she chose these particular principles to guide her reader's journey. And throughout the book, you'll encounter the captivating stories of three remarkable women, Rose, Hazel, and Isla. And we'll learn about these women and how their experiences intertwine with the book's teachings. And we're also going to take a behind-the-scenes look at the creation of Philly's book, From the writing process to publishing and marketing, she'll share the insights and challenges she faced. And as a devoted mother, loving wife, and thriving business owner, Philly knows a thing or two about juggling it all. She'll share practical tips on how she manages her roles while keeping her health a priority. And finally, we'll explore Philly's goals for her book and the message she has for you all aspiring authors who may have a book within them, but haven't yet put pen to paper. So if you're intrigued by that idea that your health journey might be intricately tied to your past and the stories you carry, you won't want to miss a second of this conversation with Philly. Let's dive in and uncover the missing piece on the path to optimal health. Tell us what you had for breakfast. 
All right. Well, great question. I actually had the primal alternative fruit loaf and I love a good natural peanut butter slathered all over it. (laughs) I cannot get enough peanut butter in my life. That is for sure. I would be very sad without that in the world. (laughs) So I'm with you. So, Philly, tell us about your journey into the health industry and functional medicine. What drove you to specialise in ending body burnout? Yeah, it it it's kind of hard to say where it started. Definitely started after I had children. So that was going back 11 years. My oldest is 11. But even before that, in my teens, I started developing some health issues that were kind of different. (laughs) So my tendency was when I got stressed, especially if it was a physical stressor, um, I would faint fit and pee myself. And this was a pattern that started developing when I was a teenager. Looking back now, I can see it was definitely nervous system uh, dysregulation and anxiety and that sort of stuff. But there was no label around that. Um, But my mum took me around to all these specialists doing scans and like, what's going on with this girl? And in the end, they just labeled me with vasovagal episodes. So where my my um, blood pressure wasn't able to regulate properly. And so then I'd black out, I'd fit and I would pee myself, which was kind of embarrassing when you're a teenager or any age. Um, and then over, over time, I had hormonal issues, PCOS, infertility, then had the babies. But during that time, everything, like I could still do what I wanted to, to do in life. It wasn't really impeding my studies or my work or my exercise. Then baby number one came along and it was quite a traumatic birth um, and a long labor. And I had a lot of internal injuries. So my bladder stopped working. I had tearing up my bowel, so a bit of incontinence poo-wise, but wee-wise, I actually couldn't wee at all. So during, they don't know how it happened, but there was so much nerve damage in my bladder during pregnancy or labor that I had no sensation to pee. So I had to use an internal catheter for the next four months um, after the baby was born. And because of that, I was on a lot of antibiotics, both for UTIs and also to prevent UTIs, but they didn't prevent them. So my whole gut was just um a clean of all my bacteria due to the antibiotics but what started happening is month by month i just started developing more and more health issues like things i'd never experienced before so all the hormonal stuff definitely got worse um but i started developing depression and anxiety and panic attacks and skin issues and severe heartburn um low immunity that was actually probably one of the worst things was I was just catching all the colds and flus and infections like chronically. And then again, on lots of antibiotics, chronic back pain to the point that some days I actually couldn't even get out of bed or pick up my baby. Um, And then when baby number one turned one, I'm like, I feel like an 80 year old. If I don't do something, I don't know where I'll be in the next year. And before that, I'd gone to the GP and she's like, oh, your bloods are fine. It's just part of being a new mom. And I'm like, my friends don't feel like this and they've had babies. (laughs) So anyway, when Poppy turned one, I was actually given a book called Deep Nutrition, which is an amazing book all about Western A. Price way of eating, which is really just going back to our traditional roots of how different cultures eat. And it was 
like a light bulb moment. I didn't realize that the food that I was eating, like all the packaged refined stuff was actually causing or exacerbating a lot of my health issues. And so I have a bit of a personality where I'm like, okay, everything is going to change. And so I completely changed my whole way of eating. Our kitchen became a lab with fermented things and bone broths. And I even was able to access um, raw milk. Don't tell anyone. Um, And it was great. And so completely changed the way that we're eating. And month by month, I just felt the inflammation start to come out of my body, which was awesome. And then felt so good to a year later that we fell pregnant again. Um, had the next baby. This time I'm like, everything is going to be so much better because I'm eating well and I'm more in tune with my body. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all the health issues bled up again. And so this time I'm like, okay, so food has got me so far and it's beautiful and I'm going to keep this like lovely foundation that I've created but there's still something going on like deeper in my body systems that I just couldn't work out. And by this time I was a, um, or studying to become a clinical nutritionist. And even then I'm like, with all this knowledge about supplements and different diets, I'm like, I'm so confused. I don't even know what's going on inside my body. And I'm not one to just experiment with different stuff. I'm like, I like data and I want to know what's going on. So that actually drew me to functional medicine, which is a natural way of healing the body, but using evidence-based, science-based lab tests that look at different body systems that go beyond just treating, um, sorry, that go beyond what GPs and medical specialists test for. So we get a lot of clients who are like, we've done all the tests with the GP and the medical specialists and everything was fine. I'm like, we will find stuff on a functional lab test because now we're going to look at your microbiome and your neurotransmitters and heavy metals and are you detoxing properly? All these functional things that can burn out and then start leading to health issues. So that was... It was kind of like that was the second phase of my healing and how I got into what I do. And then I became a functional medicine practitioner and everything I did there was lovely. Like my physical body, um, uh, like most of my symptoms completely disappeared or some of them, you know, I had to manage, but I was happy that they weren't as bad as what they were. But the word manage means that, oh, there was still some things not quite right. And I plugged along like that for... I don't know, maybe like four issues until COVID 2020 happened. And then I have my third burnout. <laughs> um, as a lot of people had pretty intense experiences during COVID, um, I just was super stressed. I got really stressed out. I was worried about finances, homeschooling, all the things, and all the same physical symptoms and the anxiety ramped up again. And this time, um all the physical stuff I did earlier didn't work and that's where Mm. I'm like oh I have to dig even deeper like I still haven't got to the root cause yet (laughs) wow wow what a what a journey and and that's what's led you to your book so give us an overview of the book and and tell us what inspired you to write it and who could benefit from reading it Yeah, awesome. So my book is Ending Body Burnout. So this is specifically for busy women 
So women with perfectionism patterns, overdoing, overworking, even just women who are just juggling all the things um, with energy, mood and gut issues. So it's a, it's a functional medicine guide that takes people through our ending body burnout process to healing the body. Um, and it's, it's my whole journey as well. So what I just told you in terms of the story there, yes, the book goes into nutrition and body systems that we can test for and treat and why these body systems burn out. But I also go into deeper root causes in the book as well. So my journey at COVID 2020 was that, okay, symptoms are up again. <sighs> yeah, there's some body stuff going on, like physical things, but why are they not getting better physically treating them? So I had to dive even deeper, like into my inner self, right down to my nervous system, my unconscious state, the way that my brain had been wired and really uncover some really deep um, beliefs that I had about myself that was actually driving my behavior and my stress response and then breaking down the body system. So it was almost like my unconscious state or my inner self is like, you have done so good. Look at all the lovely stuff you've been doing to try and heal yourself. And we've given you a, some time off these last few years <laughs> without any, any symptoms because you're doing so well. <laughs> Big event happens, COVID, and it's like, okay, she still hasn't got the deeper message, like the deeper reason why we're sending her these physical symptoms in the first place. And yeah, that's why I believe I developed all these things again. And what I was finding too in practice was a lot of my clients, <clears throat> when I was just doing more traditional functional medicine testing with labs and supplements and diet, was that a bunch of clients actually came back during COVID as well, where they were like, I was doing fine. And then all of a sudden, all my issues are rearing up again. And, you know, from my from my understanding then I was like oh yeah of course well it's stress but I'm like what if there's a way we can actually change the way that we're wired inside so that our stress response is healthy always regardless of what's happening around us yeah and I really think that's what makes your book stand out from other books there seems to be especially when you're interested in this area there seems to be so much on medicine and food and avoiding burnout and avoiding stress and we all know stress you know um affects our health but and and it, the the thing that was a big aha for me philly uh with your work is that i've always known about limiting beliefs and all the work you know i've done a lot of work around um you know my beliefs and my background and my accent and what i'm capable of doing and what i actually want to do versus what i thought i should want to do but i've never ever put two and two together never thought oh my heartburn and my congested liver and my <laughs> sibo and my constipation and nausea and insomnia and all the various symptoms over the years and you know, going into different, you know, my my health journey is very similar. So first of all, it was easily fixed just by changing food. And then 10 years later, it was more of a detox system pathway thing. And then, it, it, you know, it's just like, and then she's not really paying attention. So would you say that that is kind of th th your kind of secret source, if you like? 
That is why we call it the root root cause approach or what we do. So we still want to make sure that, and, and like in the book as well, like, yes, if you have physical symptoms, there must be a physical imbalance. So we need, so we must, or we should, or, or we can still treat the physical body. But if that deeper root, the secret source, <laughs> is something coming up from the unconscious state in the way that we are wired and programmed, and if that is imbalanced and unkind and, you know, often people have like old trauma and stuff as well that they thought wasn't an issue anymore and trauma can happen. Trauma isn't just like rape or being in a war. Trauma for me was standing up in front of a hundred people when I was a little girl, when I was seven, with a little one minute talk that I'd memorized and I couldn't remember the words. Mm -hmm. It was the most humiliating point of my life. Everyone was looking at me. I burst out crying. I was beetroot red. I had to sit on the, that stage for the next hour. All the other children came up and said they talked perfectly. And like had I, without, before I actually started doing all the belief work and the more unconscious digging, I kind of looked at that memory, like it wasn't a memory that I'd forgotten about. I'd always remembered it and I thought it was kind of cute and funny. It's like, oh, all kids have that experience. But my experience was that I was flooded with so much cortisol and adrenaline and the part of the brain that stores memory, the hippocampus. When that happens, you actually can't store the memory properly. And so the memory gets stored in the unconscious state as if it's happening now. Wow. And then that dysregulates the nervous system and the nervous system is controlling all the body systems. Wow. You really, this is really, for me, this is really groundbreaking stuff. I've never heard anyone talk about anything like this before. And yeah, I know you say in your book, um, it's divided into four different parts. So the different parts are body systems, heal thy mind, heal thy body and heal thy environment. So why did you choose these specific principles? Oh, that is such a good question. I remember when I was writing the book and um, I had a, we'll probably talk a bit more about this, but I did have a, a coach initially just to help me map out the book. And they're like, it needs to be in parts. And I'm like, oh, okay, what are the parts? I mean, it was kind of natural. It was a natural way of dividing the book because it's kind of how we work with people anyway. I mean, when you're working with people and you're working on all parts of themselves, it becomes like this intertwinal spiral thing. So in the book, the first one is all about the body system. So we always say, I say we too. If anyone doesn't know who we is, that's Chris, my husband, who is the co-founder and also a contributing author to the book. We always say you can't have physical symptoms without there being a physical imbalance. So our method is to first of all, let's just identify where, where are your body systems at? And that's kind of the easy part because you just need to provide some sort of wee, spit or poo or maybe blood specimen. And then we can clearly see, oh, you've got mitochondrial issues or, oh, there's adrenal fatigue or, oh, you've got leaky gut. Um, and then the big question is why? Like why did the body systems burn out in the first place? And that's where we go into the other parts, mind, body, and environment. So first of all, before, well, actually it's usually in conjunction, but if you skip the mind part, although you may get some beautiful results, it may not be long-lasting. 
And being in practice for a long time now, I actually don't see it last very long at all until either similar symptoms pop up or some new weird health issue pops up. And so so the so that second section is heal thy mind. So that's, you know, going deep into where are you at in your unconscious state? And also, why do you feel like you have to be busy all the time anyway? <laughs> oh. Oh, that's a big question. And people-pleasing comes into that a lot and perfectionism and addictive doing. And so, and so, I mean, this is what the, who the book is targeted to. So people who kind of like, oh, yeah, struggling to find a bit of balance or, oh, yeah, I do struggle to relax even when I go on holidays. It's like, well, we got to get to the root of that. And that's always some sort of belief you have about yourself. So for me, and I share my story in the book as well throughout the chapters, um, but I had this deep belief that I was weak and incapable, <laughs> which when I started uncovering it, I was like, no, no way. Look at all the things I can do. Look at all the things I've achieved. No, that can't be it. But then if I looked at the patterns and my behavioural patterns, especially going right back to when I was a teenager, I was the high achiever. Like my parents wouldn't have cared if I'd failed or if I got A pluses. You know, they were still like loving and caring and supportive, but they were never the type of parents that were like, you need to get good grades. They were just like, just do your best. So there was like a part of me that thought that, oh, if I work really hard, I get good grades. I also get external validation. Like everyone starts saying nice things about me and, oh, you're so smart and so intelligent. Look how capable you are. And so I developed these busy patterns to hide this deepest fear I had about myself. Wow. Wow. It's (sighs) so incredible. And I think that, you know, so many people will be able to relate and and see so much of themselves in your story and what I love about um the book is how it follows the story of three women so we've got Rose Hazel and Isla so can you tell us about these women and is it possible to kind of share because it sounds great but it sounds like a lot of deep like reflective work and like we're all a bit busy to be honest Philly so how how what questions do we have to ask and how quickly can we turn this around? Okay. Okay. There were like three questions in one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. First of all, the, the character, the, the character, the women, the stories in the book. So when I was writing this book, I'm like, I, it's very, I'm very science based. I'm very data driven. I'm very process driven. I'm like, if I'm going to create something, I want to make sure that anyone who does our process gets the same results if they follow the process. Um, and so, so like, there's a lot of, um, chunkiness in the book, but I didn't want it to be just a boring, a boring text, feel like a boring textbook, if that makes sense. And especially in the body system section where I do talk about cortisol and DHEA and intestinal impermeability and like, you know, kind of like big words. So I'm like, how can I make this so that it's more readable (laughs) and also more relatable? And so that's where I'm like, I'm going to have three women in this book. And, And because of privacy, I didn't want to just take a few client stories. I actually just combined composites of different people that we've worked with into these three women. 
And the three women all have their own kind of distinct both um, health symptoms as well as their own distinct deeper beliefs. Um, so, so for example, Rose lives in Tasmania and she lives in a mouldy house. So we've got some environmental stuff going on. Plus she has her own business. Um, and since kids, she's really struggled with brain fog and thrush and um, energy issues. And, you know, so I kind of like I build out their, their stories so that people can see not just, oh, this is the bunch of symptoms that you can get. This is how it all happens in the journey of life <laughs> and also how you can change it around. What was the other question? Busy. We're busy. Yeah, like so, you know, I, yeah, we're all busy. It sounds lovely to do a little bit of um, inner reflection and answer lots of annoying questions and get to the root cause. But like how can you, like how, what are the questions that you're asking? How quickly does it take to uncover those beliefs, those, those breakthrough moments? Mm. I mean, there's a lot in the book. So someone could, could get the book and do, you could get the results by reading the book. You just can't do the lab testing by reading the book. So in the mind section, there's, there, there are a lot of questions. Um, if someone was working with us, they can get to the deepest root cause of their health issues talking about like deepest core wound beliefs in as little as like three weeks. Wow. And so we usually start people off with, all right, well, you got to look at where you're at right now. Like what are all the weird dysfunctional patterns you're currently playing out? <laughs> and that's usually really intense for people because it's just like we're going to get raw and we're going to get vulnerable and what you don't know you can't change. So if you continue masking it or pretending like it's not an issue, then what's going to happen? It's just going to continue to happen. And so getting really clear on on all, all the all the weird little patterns that are showing up and a lot of people get scared to do that and that's usually why people say, oh, I'm too busy, I don't have enough time, oh, it's too much money, oh, no, I can't do that because I can't remember things, oh, no, I, that's, that's like too hard for me. But the only reason why people are saying that is because they're about to expose the greatest fear that they have about themselves and it starts with getting clear on your patterns currently. So the unconscious state is like, we're going to close down all the doors. No, 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 no. <laughs> too hard, too hard, too hard, too hard. Oh, yeah, let's just maybe do that in 10 years or maybe never. <laughs> <laughs> and so I usually say to people first, like you, you enter the, you in, enter into the reflective work purely just with curiosity. And so almost like when I run lab tests for clients and they come in for their lab review, and we look at all their, their markers on the test, there's no guilt or shame around that. It's actually excitement. It's kind of like, oh, wow, wow, I thought I had adrenal. Oh, my gosh, I thought I had leaky gut, but, oh, that looks fine. I've got digestive enzyme issues. And so there's actually like it's actually quite exciting for people to get those answers. But when it comes to getting the answers of the unconscious, that's just like no-go territory for most people. <laughs> and so reframing that, it's just like, just like we looked at your lab test to look at all the body system imbalances, let's do the same with all your patterns. With curiosity, you can't do self-awareness when there's self-guilt, self-shame or frustration because the moment that that happens, it's not safe to look at anything. Yeah, wow. So I actually think the busyness is just a, just a, strat a safety strategy. 
Hola, amazing listeners. Before we go on, I've got something exciting to talk to you about. The Primer Lister License. Are you passionate about health, wellness, and delicious grain-free food? Becoming a Primer Lister could be your perfect fit. With the Primer Lister License, you can turn your love for nourishing alternatives into a flexible, home-based, freedom-based business. Imagine creating yummy, grain-free breads, pizzas, cookies, and more, all from your own kitchen, while making a positive impact on your community's food offerings. As a Primalista, you'll join a super collaborative tribe of wellness entrepreneurs, all committed to spreading the goodness of grain-free living. So if you're ready to embrace the world of wellness entrepreneurship, head over to primalalternative.com forward slash license to find out more. Become a Primalista and let your passion for health and wellness flourish. It makes so much sense. And, and I guess I, I guess it makes so much sense. Um, sorry, this is a question that we wasn't prepared. And there has been a few questions that were, I didn't haven't prepared you for because this is so intriguing for me. But, you know, I remember um, when I was growing up and I was the first uh, daughter or first uh, female in our family to get into university. And I was so proud that I drove over to my grandma's house because she had pictures of both of my male older cousins in their cap and gown on top of a telly, very proud, the most, you know, prestigious place of the house on top of the telly. And so I went over there and I said, Grandma, I'm so excited. Guess what? I've got into university. And she said to me, Hey, pet, I don't know why you want to bother. Why don't you just stay home and have bands, which is a colloquial word for kids. And I just remember being so like, oh my goodness. And and as much as like you know, I, I, this is what I'm thinking about your work is as much as people perhaps don't want to be busy, like I think I agree with what you're saying. It's an avoidance uh, behavior or an avoidance pattern. But now, like back in like grandma's years when, you know, one person could work and the other person could stay home and raise the kids, it's like it's almost impossible now for one person to work. We've both got to work and we've both got to raise the kids and it's almost like that society has made us busy. I mean, I don't think I've ever come across a woman ever who said, oh, I don't know what to do with all of my spare time, you know? So how do you deal with that kind of work in such a demanding world? That is such a good question. I actually have a chapter about that. Oh. <laughs> it's almost like pa- it's patriarchal um, beliefs, like it's the culture that we, we're still carrying those old beliefs or values around the nuclear family where the woman stays at home and raises the children and we're all eating perfectly and the house is always clean and the husband goes out. So we're, so they're still like embedded in the culture. This is now the unconscious cultural beliefs. <laughs> Yet now we live in a like a modern world where sometimes it's a necessity for partners to both work, but also in a world where women are just owning their worth as well. Like it's all good if a woman wants to stay home and solely be a stay-at-home mother. Like I applaud you if that is you. That is beautiful. There's also a bunch of women too, and this is me. Like I kind of actually had periods where I wasn't doing any study or work or business and I'm just got antsy. (laughs) 
I'm like, I've got so much to give. Like I want to make a big impact in the world. Um, and so then, so then you got these clashes, these clashes of, of beliefs and that's, and that is where the issue is because if you're not aware that that's actually happening in you, you agreed to that as well. So if you're playing this role where you're very busy and you're juggling all the things and you're trying to do all the things. And I know especially mums often have a lot of guilt where they're like, if I'm working, then I feel guilty that I'm not with the family. And when I'm with the family, I feel guilt or maybe like fear that I'm not doing enough to run the business. And so, and that's where the stress come like that's what causes body burnout it's not actually the doing the things it's mm. the energy in which someone is trying to do all the things and they don't even know why and they don't know why there's a conflict between that that makes perfect sense absolutely makes perfect sense so can you share some insights into the creation of your book from the writing process to publishing and marketing yeah awesome so i actually did a Oh, my husband and I did a business course that was in 2021, Key Person of Influence, which was amazing. Um, and part of it too was um, write a book, like write a book. And they had a program, The Book Builder. And I always knew I wanted to write one. I just, it was always just like, don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do this book. And um, I worked with the mentor loosely she just helped me kind of just to frame the book and how I did it was I just broke it down into the parts as we chatted about before and then each part has three chapters and then each chapter is about I don't know a thousand two thousand words so it's almost just like I chunked it down into manageable parts if anyone's listening to this and they're like I really want to write a book but it seems so hard it's actually not you just have to chunk it down into little little itty bits. Um, and I wrote the first draft like that and also weaving in different types of content into the book. So stories, case stories, that's where I brought in my three women. Um, science and research as well. So if you look at the back, there's lots of references. Um, my story as well. And then also making sure that there were some really tangible how-to stuff for people as well so that if the only thing they ever do with our business is the book they'll be able to get some sort of result purely just from the book so that's kind of how I structured it and I wrote that first draft in six weeks and it was kind of like almost my full-time job in six weeks I'm like I'm just gonna get this first draft out da -da 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 -da. Um, and then I think I did a second draft then I sent it out and this was gold. I sent it out to eight beta readers who were busy ladies juggling all the things. Some of them I'd worked with previously, some I hadn't. Um, and they gave back the most phenomenal feedback, which was so good because I wanted it to be readable. So that was really great. When I got that back, there were still some things, the mind section, the mind section was still not quite right because I hadn't yet fully embodied it. And so that's actually where I just up leveled my own self. And I actually started working with a life coach because I'm like, if, if this, so my husband, Chris, that's his thing. Like he's an NLP practitioner, a mind, body, a coach. Um, 
it was almost like that chapter was his chapter, but it just didn't feel in alignment with myself. I'm like, if I'm going to be the main author on this book, not only do I like want to embody it, but I also wanted to embody all the mind stuff because I was having all my own health issues kind of had popped up at that point too. That was during COVID. Um, so yeah, so I put a pause on it for maybe six months or a year and did the work myself. (laughs) (laughs) And it just made, not only did it make the book better, but it made our whole process better and it made me better. Yeah. So yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Because I want, thank you. I just, I feel like I will, I will be able to be of more service when it's just an overflow of what I already embody. Otherwise it just ends up being advice giving. But if you're not actually, you know, smoking what you preach, I don't think that's the right word, um, then people will feel that. Like energetically they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, but like is it possible? Like is it possible Mm. to do that? So I did some incredible things with my mind in terms of like totally switching off histamine, a histamine intolerance, purely just doing all the like deep unconscious work. Had I not had experienced that myself, I might have still like, oh, yeah, go and do that. Yeah, it works. I mean, I haven't experienced it. Like, I just <laughs> well, wouldn't have been able to do that with integrity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good luck for you. Let yeah. me know you'll be my best case study if it works for you. <laughs> <laughs> Write me a testimonial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow, wow, cool. So tell us what your main goals are for the book and so many people I speak to have got a book in them, you know, and there's something they want to do. And every year they say, this is the year I'm going to write my book. So have you got any message for our aspiring authors who might have that book within them, but they just haven't started writing it yet? Yeah. Why? I, I Again, I'd like just go back to like the deep, the deep root stuff. It's like, why haven't you? why haven't you? Is there some sort of self-limiting block in the unconscious state where it's not safe to write a book? Um, Just in the same way that if you're not, if you haven't reached that level of health that you want, is it not safe yet to be healthy? Um, So that's, I mean, that's a deep question. Why have you not? But then some people might realize it's like, oh yeah, I am actually holding myself back. All those excuses I had, they're actually like, you can't control stuff outside of you. And so like if you feel like oh, I haven't done the book yet because the kids need my attention or the business does or, you know, maybe it's a financial thing where it's like, oh, well, if I take time out to write a book, I might not be able to pay my bills. Not, I mean, yeah, you can control that sort of stuff, but it's, that's usually never the issue, usually never. <laughs> it's usually not the issue. It's more that something inside of you feels like you don't have what it takes to be able to do it or if you do do it and you throw it out to the world and no one reads it what's that saying about you so that would be my number one tip my more practical tip would be just like start I was told by my writing coach just a thousand a thousand words a day and that's how I got my first draft out and also okay this was great because during the writing of the book I was actually unraveling a whole heap of perfectionist patterns as well and so and so my usual way of writing if I was doing a blog or like I've done a PhD in the past and that was like a very um what's the word um methodical and I you know like rewrite reread and rewrite every sentence I didn't let myself do that for the first draft of this book I'm like I have 
I have everything that I want to say. Like I know everything that I want to put in the book. So I'm just going to sit down. I'm not going to reread anything or rewrite anything. I'm just going to write the whole first draft. And then it's like, cool. Then that baby was like outside of me. And then I'm like, okay, great. Now I can do something with it. So a thousand, thousand words a day. Just start there. Love it. So you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a business owner, you're an author and someone who values her health. So how do you juggle it all? And have you got any, you know, rituals that you do or practical tips that might help us? Okay. Oh my gosh. That's such a big question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Old Philly would have been like, "Mm, yeah, because actually I would say even before COVID, I'd sort of, I developed, I created work-life balance. So when I was really sick and part of my healing was like, I just have to stop doing so much. And so there was like behavioral changes as well that was happening when I was doing all the functional medicine, like physical healing. And I used to say yes to so many things, especially like just free stuff that took me away my family and also um, wasn't, and I know I was getting burnt out because of it. Anyway, so I changed up a bunch of stuff and then I I thought I thought I'd like got the whole work life family juggle balance right because if you looked at my calendar and what I was doing in my day, I'd carved out time for walks and to go to sleep at a good time and to make sure I'm eating healthy food. But I knew that it was just management because my energy told me so. It was almost like I just couldn't relax into myself. So, you know, when it was like time for the kids, I'm like looking at my watch or like feeling agitated. It's like, come on. I'm like, gosh, you need three stories before bed. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> um, and look, to tell you the truth, that pattern can pop up sometimes, but now I know it's a clear signal that something deeper is going on. It's just like, ooh, hang on, what's going on here? Mm. Um, sorry. How is it different now? Because I feel like I feel like what I do in my life actually isn't that much different than what I did prior to doing more of the deeper unconscious work. But it's more that it's more the energy. It's more that I just this is really abstract, but I just plot, I just show up and do what I want to do when I want to do it. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be very helpful, but you know, you know, within yourself when you, when you have that, because it just feels nice. It's kind of like, you don't have to go to bed at night or close your computer and still feel like you haven't done enough. It's kind of like, oh, cool. It's time for bed now. Let's go to sleep. Um, so that's how I do it. And I use, my body has this amazing um, communication method with me so that if I've broken rapport with myself or I've gone out of alignment, so if I'm like falling back into old busy patterns, then I would generally get some sort of a histamine type response. So whether that's like low grade heartburn or you know what, it just actually happened recently. I'm very happy to be like fully transparent with where I'm at with things, but with the launch of this book, there's been a lot of moving parts and we're launching, Mm. by the time this is out, we've just kind of closed doors for our program. And I started getting like a red rash on my palm, really itchy and hot. And it Mm. was tracking up my arms. I kind of just ignored it a bit, even though I knew. I 
knew it wasn't because I was eating too many histamines or anything like that. And honestly, I didn't feel like there was too much going on or like there was stress, but I knew that that was a sign that I, I'd gone out of alignment with myself. So I actually had to sit with myself and it's like, what's going on here? It's okay. You can do this. Da, 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 da. Did some self-talk and it switches off. Like the physical symptoms literally switch off when I listen to myself and when I follow wow. through. And so that's how I, that's how I, that's how I live. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Living in alignment, in following your inner guide and your, in your listening and not just like ignoring those little, in, you know, we've all got them. You don't need to go to a psychic with a crystal ball or pay someone to access your guides because we've all got it within us, but we don't listen most of the time or we just dismiss it. So to actually yeah. listen and uh, heed the message is very, very powerful. So good for you, Philly. So you've mentioned a program. Uh, obviously, we've got the Ending Body Burnout book. Tell us about, like, if we were thinking, goodness, Philly is incredible. I want to work with this person. She's the person I've been looking for. What are the ways we can work with you? Yeah, well, our, our core program is the Ending Body Burnout Method. Same name as the book. Also, same name as our podcast. <laughs> um, Good branding. And so we do. <laughs> thank you. And we do open doors only a few times a year. So I think currently when this podcast goes live, it will be closed. But doors will open again in end of November. And that's where we take people through the whole process. So we do all the lab testing at the start. We get clear on the body system imbalances. Then we move people through what we call SPARK, which is the metaphysical lab testing and healing of the unconscious state and then kind of like alongside of that we're doing physical healing cleaning up the environment stuff as well um when doors are not open though we do have uh what we call our answers protocol where people can still book in for a initial consult we call that connect the dots get the lab testing started get the lab review back so people can still start working on their their health even if doors aren't physically open at the moment or virtually <laughs> <laughs> i love it and i, I really love the uh, like the uh, the program approach um from somebody myself who's worked one-on-one -on -one, um with practitioners i really find the a program and having that continuity over a period of weeks has the most impact um, just in my personal experience. And, and is it for men and women, Philly? Because I think that I think I might join in in November, actually. This sounds like the perfect next step for me. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it is for men and women. We do get some couples coming on too mm. and they're doing the whole process together, which is lovely. And we have two options as well. So we've got a hybrid one where you're getting some one-on-one -on -one plus group and an online course, plus we also have a VIP one-on-one. -on -one. So depending on how people like to roll, there's there's different options and definitely men are invited. Otherwise, I think Chris would feel really odd. Yeah. Husband. <laughs> but it's good. Just working with a bunch of women. <laughs> yeah. And normally it is a very female dominated world, you know. Um, you know, I've mm. never actually come across a male practitioner myself in my, I mean, I'm sure there are more than just Chris. But I think this is really good, especially if for women who are wanting to drag their husbands along for the journey. Um, you know, this is really good that it's going to be, there's going to be a book there as well. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'll tell Mike the good news awesome. tonight. He'll be very. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But what you said too, I am so like, I will never go back to ad hoc stuff 
ever again, like whether it's for business or for health mm-hmm. or for whatever else I want to get out of life. So that supported that supported program that kind of has all the bits and pieces, and I'm sure that's what you have too with your mentorship for primalisters, is that it's kind of like it's like you promise a result, well, this is the container and this is the program that will get that. And I found that when I was practising just traditional ad hoc consults, there was no way I could give people or help people get the results that we get now because it was just impossible to do that in a 30-minute consult. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I, I found when I was health coaching as well, I was doing a lot of one-on-one work, but the results you got through a group program where people were sharing their stories and inspiring each other and celebrating each other's successes and commiserations, but that was where you get the most. It, I don't know. It's it, we, We're social beings. It's sort of uh, doesn't make any sense to just isolate us and try and improve things. So yeah, I'm all for the for the group, um, the group led stuff and the programs. So yes, awesome. So if we wanted to go and check out your um, your programs, where's the best place? Tell us your website. Tell us where we can find you on social media. Yeah, awesome. So website is www.chrisandphilly.fm. Maybe check the show notes for the spelling of that. <laughs> um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. If you search our business name or my name, it should pop up. Um, but on the website too, there'll be a link or a drop-down box for the book if anyone wants to read the book. Um, and we have heaps of re- free resources on there as well, lots of recorded masterclasses. We have our Ending Body Burnout Method Assessment, which is a really awesome quiz that gives you where you're at body burnout-wise and also potential root causes. Um, so, yeah, lots, lots of stuff to play with. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll be going and doing that quiz right now. So um, thank you so much, Philly, for being on the Primal Alternative podcast today. Thank you. If you want to learn how to create and sell nutritious, honest food, help more people, be part of a supportive community, and start your own home business that's in alignment with your highest values, then the Primalista license is for you. Head over to primalalternative.com to find out how this works. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.